0: Ma Koko, Aye! For Moi, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen, working together. We are ready to work.
1: Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready.
0: For more information, visit ma
1: the mothership here we are again back at it and today we have a really special guest with us dr elizabeth ignacio an an orthopedic surgeon and one of honolulu's top doctors she was born <laughs> in the philippines and immigrated to honolulu as a young girl dr ignacio attended georgetown university where she earned her undergraduate training doctorate in medicine and orthopedic surgery residency which is awesome because she is a proud to be she's proud to be a female orthopedic surgeon and only 94 94 well, of the world's orthopedic surgeons are male but here we have dr elizabeth Nasho.
3: yay for
0: the six <laughs> percent there you go <laughs> and that is not
2: all folks mm-hmm. listen here she has had the joint privilege of taking care of world-renowned professional athletes medaled olympians and paralympians world and national champions ncaa division one athletes she's also participated in the care of the of teams such as the georgetown hoyas the washington now known as commanders Um, and during her fellowship training in sports medicine and subsequent tenure as the first female faculty member of the fellowship teams such as cal state long beach women's and men's volleyball teams men's and women's basketball teams and women's soccer team. That is awesome. In addition to being an assistant professor of surgery at the Johns A. Burns School of Medicine at the University of Hawaii, she also serves as orthopedic consult- consultant and team physician for the University of Hawaii Department of Athletics since 2006. Dr. Napos <laughs> also is a mindset and well being coach, which I think is super cool. Um, believing that the pinnacle of healthcare is the idea of cura personalis care for the whole person in mind, body, and spirit. So we want to talk about that for yes. sure. Community, serve, community service and faith is also very, very important to her as she serves on numerous boards, which we probably don't have time in one pa- podcast to list, <laughs> um, and leadership positions in our in our community here. Dr. Ignacio has always believed that serving others makes us all better. So with that, welcome, yeah.
3: Dr. Everybody then, wake up yeah, if that's when yeah. everybody is asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to chime in there because I i mean, Dr. Ignacio is also a proud graduate of Ilani School, correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to give a yeah, shout out. Kind of... And you are also a proud mother on top of mm-hmm. all of that too. Yes, full right. disclosure.
0: Um, and thank you, uh, Noli and Brooke, for reading the bio. That was um, definitely my work bio, but the most important work and identity and blessing and privilege, really, is that I am um, a mom of two wonderful teenagers and I uh, feel blessed. And, and that's why I feel like I'm on this earth most of all is, is to be their mom.
3: Wow. Dr. Ignacio, you know, I was actually, you know, reading your very long and very impressive (laughs) bio. I was blown away by all of your accomplishments. And, you know, the first thing that I wondered is, this is just amazing. First off, hats off to you for being able to dedicate yourself to so many causes and um, making a positive difference, you know, in the lives of so many and here in our community. But First of all, like, how did you find that passion? Because I think that's probably what drives you and what drove you in the beginning. How'd you discover that? And, and, and how did that keep you going?
0: Uh, well, first of all, the only reason why, like, my bio or resume is long is just because I'm old, <laughs> 52, <laughs> proud to be 52. Age is a number. Youth is a mindset, right? Um, In anything that I do, I just try to kind of remind myself that, you know, we are so blessed so as to be blessings to others. And that's where gratification and and mission and purpose comes from is in coming from a place of service, um, you know, then that is like the double win uh, because, you know, it feels good to to do good. Uh, and then it also serves others for the greater good. So it's a win-win in whatever I do. So,
3: so, I mean, would you say that faith then played a a big role and, and probably the way that you were brought up too? I mean, that you got those values and, and you learned about that.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, um, faith is, you know, my, my guiding principle and, um, you know, I know that um, Brooke and Nolly had mentioned, like, do I have a mantra that I I go by? And this is going to be a weird tie-in, but um, for those who know me kind of well, I love Wonder Woman.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: and where is this going? Uh, so, <laughs> Wonder Woman, <laughs> super. What I love about her and her like origin story, you know, from uh, not the most recent 1984 movie, but the movie before. um, What I love about Wonder Woman's story, and I think applies to women and to men, um, is that she had divine within. You know, she was, the story goes that, you know, she was the the progeny or the the child of, you know, um, a god and an Amazonian woman. And she didn't even know her own strength she didn't even know that she had divine within but when she tapped into that and knew that there was something greater in her um, that is how she can serve others and I think that's a message for men women boys girls not and you know non-binary like we all have divine within and if we tap into that you know and we you know fill our cup to overflowing, then that's how we can ease more easily overflow to others as opposed to kind of emptying ourselves out. And, you know, us as, as working moms, we know that feeling right where we just kind of keep going and going, going to empty, but that's actually a disservice to ourselves as well as our kids or our community or, or, you know, whoever we're serving when we empty ourselves. So if we tap into that divine within, which is a place of abundance, as opposed to scarcity, that's how we can be there for others and replenish for ourselves. Mm. Long answer.
3: No, no, no. And it, and it probably takes a lot of effort to remind yourself too, because I mean, it's so easy, especially with Someone like you with a busy career juggling—it's so easy to sometimes lose focus of what's more important when you're like trying to just get through the day.
0: Um. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I um. I definitely have to, uh, kind of self-check and remind myself, um, and and uh, just kind of self-assess, you know my why, uh, and, and what is guiding me. And, um, for me, um, and, you know, when we talk about faith, it's not for me to, um, get religious on other people or shove down my faith on other people. So for me, it's, it is my faith. And and for me, it, it does happen, happen to be God with a capital G and Christianity for me, but that's because how, that's how, my limited mind can understand this great abundance of divine. And so whether divine for others is, you know, Allah, Buddha, um, you know, uh, Akua, um, you know, spirit, force, source, um, whatever whatever we can do to remind ourselves and tap into that, um, we do what we have to do. For me, I always have a, a cross necklace. And again, that's for me. That's not to like shove it down to other people or for other people to notice. It's a reminder for me when I feel it uh, on my chest or even in every single exam room in my my office, in my clinic. Um, very small, up in the corner for me to see, not to you know shove down on my patients or any patients don't might not even notice it. But for me in every single exam room and above all the doors, I have a small little cross. And that's just kind of a touchstone for me to remind me um, that uh, I am but small, but there's divine within. And not only do I have divine within, but whoever is in front of me, you all right now as I'm talking to you, the the listeners on this podcast, we all have divine within. So it doesn't become this kind of competitive comparison, you know, better than, lesser than. We all have divine within. And if we tap into that and we see that in each other, that's how, I mean, that is aloha, right? That is divine. And that's
1: what we feel from you. Um, Brooke and I had lunch with Dr. (laughs) Elizabeth and it was really good because I've known Dr. Ignacio since just growing up. She was an idol of mine. But I didn't know she was that she was into the mental, the mind, body, spirit. And so she does incorporate that into her practice as a medical doctor. Um, Dr. Adashio, can you speak to like what, how you bring that in? And that's something I love to hear. And
0: hopefully other people, other doctors get on board with that. Well, there's no question, and we're learning more and more. There's so so much we don't know, and 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 what we do know in science is only just scratching the surface, and actually showing us what that there's more that we don't know. So every time we we think that we come to a period of a sentence, like "aha, we know this as fact," all it is is it opens the door of revealing that there's more that we don't know. There's always something beyond what we know, um, and even when it comes to Healing, you know, as an orthopedic surgeon, you know, people know, especially sports doctor, you know, broke bone knee fix or, you know, torn ligament me so um, and so there's a lot of fixing, if you will, or even non surgical, there's a lot of prescription writing as if aha, here's the fix. But that's just the physical side. And what we are very much learning and beginning to know and appreciate is so much of healing, not fixing, but healing and 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 that's what some people are looking for more of of being healed and not just fixed um uh, comes from mindset um and comes from even in science, you know the 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 um neuroplastic wiring. um but then even the the non-concrete, the spiritual, the 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 soul, um, uh, you know i'll li- I'll leave it at that. sorry, you guys edit, right? or no. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, so there's there's more to it, and, and we we're recognizing that now. How? Why is it that some people have um, uh, great outcomes from surgery? For example, even one of our own residents here in Hawaii did research in terms of the best predictor of post-surgical outcome is not the injury, not the diagnosis, not even the expertise of the surgeon. The best predictor of one's post-surgery outcome is pre-surgery resilience. And that's something that's very um, intangible, yet very teachable. And it's a skill uh, and a practice that can be developed um, is one's mindset, as well as being in touch with and, and and tapping into some form of something greater. And that's where, you know, the spirit and the soul can come in.
3: That, I, I mean, you know, and when you say say those things, It's very enlightening and I mean, it's like, wow, you know, it's so, you're so right. But, you know, oftentimes you hear about people who are going through trying times and it is only then that they come to an epiphany. It it takes them to experience something like a hardship before that can reveal itself. Um, How are some other ways that they can tap into that? You know, because I mean, it just seems like so often we hear of those stories where like, well, this happened to me and I had to overcome this challenge and that was the only way that I was able to do it, you know. So part of that tapping into the divine is a little bit of that
0: surrender like you talk about. And then also in... there's been evidence-based outcome studies that have shown this in terms of, um, how does one foster resilience and how does, which does have a component of healing. And would you believe gratitude, uh, actually has been shown scientifically how, um, journaling five specific things a day, uh, and not, you know, generic things, although it's great to be grateful for generic things, but, but to just kind of ramble off, you know, um, uh shelter, food, clothing, you know, that's too generic, but to to list every day five things. Um, there were um, a study of patients who were chronic pain patients or requiring pain medication and after a few weeks of doing this gratitude journaling reduced their their uh, pain medicine intake by 40 percent. Um, so there are there are truly objective tools that can then have an impact on one's healing. Even the act of not just thinking of um, what one is grateful for, but then taking that next step of actually um, sending a thank you note or a thank you text or calling the person, calling somebody to say what it is that you're thankful for, talk about double win because now that person you know is a recipient of the gift of gratitude and you yourself have just practiced that gratitude and that alters and shifts the balance of the fight or flight in one's body which in uh, is necessary in certain emergency situations but the problem with our life now and and the way that that we live our life is we're in chronic um fight or flight mode and so we have to shift that and and balance that with the rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. And one of the easiest, quickest, and most fun ways, really, it's addicting to to, um, come from a place of gratitude. And when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. When you change your mindset of what am I grateful for? What is there to be grateful of? And you start seeing things that way, you put on different glasses, you put on different lenses, um, you know, through which you see the world, and that literally can shift one's inner sense of well-being, you know, we're not just talking about health as the absence of disease, we're talking about health being a, a state of well-being, be well, um, and, and that's a place of vitality and abundance, and quite frankly, joy, and, you know, there is a, a Jesuit Priest who said that you know gratitude is um, or sorry um, it isn't uh, it isn't joy that makes one grateful it's gratitude that makes one joyful and you can really shift that in your life by implementing um, these little tools and it's a practice. So just like if you're wanting to run a marathon, you're not going to run a marathon immediately, you practice, you you institute um, habits. um, And that's how you shift your identity. That is how you and what is identity? It is being right. So you shift your well being.
2: So awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Dr. Elizabeth, do you find, you know, in your line of work that the thinking because I agree with it I think that it's a whole body uh, it should be a whole body care I think that thriving should be the goal and it should be shouldn't be this reactive acute care only type of um, approach but do you find that the way you think about it is still in the minority do you feel like it's starting to because I feel like that's the next step and that's where where really true health care is going to be going so it's not this yes. reactive but do you find that it's being more accepted now among your colleagues amongst your colleagues or do you still feel like you're trying to be a trailblazer in that area as well
0: um i so uh colleagues in terms of my my medical colleagues or or healthcare profession and and i i kind of um, giggle a little bit at the name of the industry, which is called healthcare, right? But where the caring comes from is not just the fixing or the prescription writing or, or the surgery, you know, fixing. The caring comes from also the mind and the spirit. I think it is definitely um, uh, more and more being embraced, uh, especially by certain specialties. Admittedly, I am in a not just a male dominated profession. I'm uh, ortho is very alpha male. Um, I don't, I mean, one could say toxic masculinity. I don't want to say toxic though, because I couldn't have been, I couldn't have made this journey and had my career without the support of of such, you know, wonderful, strong men who, who lifted me up and believed in me. But I mean that is the stereotype is 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 ortho is the the alpha male and maybe even toxic masculinity. So um, whether or not the the mind body spirit connection is embraced, maybe not as much as other specialties. But like I said, kudos to you know one of our Hawaii residents who you know years ago did this resiliency you know uh, research project. Um, and, uh, you know,
3: hopefully we'll just see more and more of that in health care. I think we need it. I think we need it now more than ever. And I feel like it's, it's in our face. I mean, we see, you know, what's happening out there with a lot of people struggling with mental health and it, it seems yeah. like there's so much emphasis on it, but yet there aren't enough professionals out there to treat that or support in the form of funding facilities outreach we are slowly coming around and we're realizing how problematic it's becoming and i think i feel like it needs to be embraced more and you know I, I we've talked to a naturopathic doctor before um who, who kind of has a that similar thought about you know the healthcare system needs to shift into that that type of mindset and, and treating the person as a whole instead of just prescribing and looking at medications to to treat the problem. But I mean, I, I I don't know what 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 needs to be done more. Do we need more people like you, Doctor Ignacio, to to bring awareness to to the possibilities of you know? shifting this mindset. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what can we do? Uh, uh, amen,
0: amen, amen to all of that. And, and, um, uh, absolutely funding, uh, is, is key accessibility, especially here in Hawaii. You know, we are really suffering in terms of, um, a shortage, not just physicians shortage, but nurse practitioners, just, you know, access to care. Um, and, you know, those that are in the mental health pro- um, profession you know God bless them they are overrun since um covid uh, and even that is still you know an uphill battle of 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 access because of the recognition of the covid pandemic, the isolation, the um, the burnout um, that that people in in all industries, uh, and even in the industry, moms that are listening, even in the industry of, you know, being the CEO of the household, um, and and you know, uh, running the home, you don't have to have a paycheck or or have an employer to have burnout and to have you know uh, uh, purpose um, in in life and a very very hard job as fulfilling as it is, um, so. There's the recognition and the embracing um, and um, acceptance uh, that it's not just a kind of one-time thing. Uh, in terms of oh well, that was the COVID pandemic, and now let's hurry up and get back to normal. Um, no, we need to acknowledge that there is a new normal ever since COVID. It's not. It's not about rushing back to the way things used to be, because perhaps COVID was a reset for us to all recognize um, perhaps the way things used to be are not the way that they um, should be or could be.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I mean, you, you, you left off at that. And um, I don't know, I'm, I just want to Put this in there because you on that note, I am watching a new TV series on Netflix called Manifest. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but uh my daughter loves it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like airplane shows or airplane <laughs> movies, it makes me yeah. nervous. <laughs> but I mean, that's the only reason why I bring it up because of just you know what you were describing, and it, it's you could it kind of like uh it, it parallels with the COVID pandemic in that it is a reset while these a, a plane full of passengers, they disappeared and went missing for five and a half years. This is fiction. This is fiction. Um, they they went missing for five and a half years. And then uh, the captain all of a sudden radios to the air traffic control tower. Hey, I'm going to land. And the air traffic control tower is like, wait, what are you talking about? You guys have been missing for five and a half years. And so they land. And anyways, it's about, you know, these families that are now starting to reconnect after been, being gone missing for five and a half years. And it's. It's like, you know, what you just said, Dr. Ignacio, about how, like, we've been out of touch, you know, because we also had to reset. We were kind of, like, missing for a time, you know, with, with the reality that we have now. Now we're trying to play catch-up. But, but you can't because there have been changes, you know, that have happened. <laughs> that just made me think of manifest. So I just, like, you know. <laughs> But the painful, the the people that went missing, they come back with ways to help solve, you know, the problems of that time. So Mm -hmm. because of what they connection, Exactly. And connection is key, you know,
0: back to talking about relationships. And by the way, can I just say thank you so much for the privilege of being invited into your hui? Because I know you all are sisters for life and you love each other so much. Mm -hmm. And I just feel really honored um, that you thought of me and and to invite me um you know into this um garage party i know that's how it started off right (laughs) and and the where i'm going with this though is you know when we talk about vitality and we talk about you know um true well-being you know one of the 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 biggest and best predictors of longevity of life is actually the strength and depth of relationships well, where do relationships come from? They come from connection. And that's why I, like I said, I cringe a little bit how, yes, we call it the healthcare industry, but I almost feel like we've kind of lost the care. And that's such a privilege to have that physician-patient relationship or provider-patient relationship. And, you know, in orthopedics too, like my specialty is 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 fun in that I have the opportunity, um, sadly, because they're injured. But I have the opportunity to take care of actual families, you know, um, and to to have that connection with my my, my patients or my coaching clients to have actually the reset of covid and recognize oh this is an opportune time to reconnect with my children and be mindful and present with them in a different way and that i'm not just providing for them by working so hard and and you know trying to to you know juggle all of the stuff but instead actually pause and reset be still and connect and i think that has so much to do with healing of others but even self-healing and again in self-healing that's how you fill your own cup to be there for others and honestly that part of that self-healing is having compassion for oneself and when you have compassion for oneself that's how you can extend compassion and connection to others beautifully said
1: yeah wow
0: <laughs> so true <Yeah>. I, <laughs> no
2: i wanted to ask you dr ignacio too is you know for the little girls listening or the parents of girls girls or even boys if if how do you what kind of advice could you give to them on how to navigate you know and trailblaze through um for a career in, in an area where you're the minority and how did you do that what kind of advice can you give to them um being a minority and
0: just kind of succeeding that way um comparison is the thief of joy uh, which is really hard to swallow right now with social media, right? And especially our kids. Like my heart, my heart goes out to our youth that are bombarded by all of these curated um, you know, images and messaging on social media. So um one of the first things um that you know I I tell my own kids is is that saying I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt, no um Teddy Roosevelt comparison is the thief of joy. And that's that actually you peel that back and the root of that is divine within and so if you can always just go back to that root of you have divine within it is already in you you already are enough just as you are you are we equipped you know you're chosen you are anointed and and that yes i realize i'm I'm getting into religion but you but you are regardless of the name of the religion or, or or lack thereof there is just no denying that we are so much more than just this physical body. So if you tap into that, and that's where grit comes from, and that's where resilience comes from. And the 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 recognition that there are seasons in life. Um, um Brooke, you had commented that um, you know, your son, my Hanai son. <laughs> Um, uh, mentioned that I spoke I- at Ilani and what I talked about was, um, you know, this too shall pass. There are seasons in life. So when you know that there are hardships, just know that, that, that will pass and, and kind of have, um, um, hope and faith, um, that, uh, you know, more and better will be ahead. If you kind of just keep your eyes affixed on, um on what it is that you want to do or what it is that you want to accomplish. Um, And it's for you as an individual to decide. I mean, I was told many, many times, you know, how can I can't be an orthopedic surgeon. I still get told that now, to be honest, 52 years old, 21 years in practice. I still get asked like, wait, you're a surgeon. Or even after I tell a patient about the surgery they're going to need, it's amazing how at the end they say, okay, but who's going to do the surgery? And I'm like, uh, me because I just talked to you about 10 minutes about the surgery and I've actually I'm so old now that I've actually trained many of the orthopedic surgeons around here so if you it, it just becomes important of knowing who you are and and tapping into the divine within so that criticisms or even compliments so all of that externally isn't as important as what you believe, um, about yourself. Um, and you know, for me, it's what I, I believe that, you know, the divine loves me and the divine is within me. And so I can persevere. I do want to say one thing, though, because there's so much said nowadays about grit and about resilience and about perseverance, and if there's anybody that's going to espouse that, of course, it's me and the journey that I've had, but I've also recognized the importance of knowing your tribe and and leaning on your tribe when you feel broken, because they can be the glue during those seasons, Um, and one doesn't have to do things alone. Um, and, and so to have moments of vulnerability to ask for help, and then also, you know, we talked about a few minutes ago about self-compassion, it doesn't always have to be like, okay, grin and bear it and bite the silver, you know, bite the bullet, um, recognize that, you know, um, things are hard and you can do hard things, but sometimes in order to do hard things, you have to have your moment, um, of a pity party. Just don't dwell there and don't abide there, but allow yourself those emotions, give yourself the compassion to feel that work through the, those emotions so that you then can next tap into the resilience and the resources that are there within you.
2: Love that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we talk about this, right girls That when COVID happened, we were like, this is one of the reasons why I think this podcast kind of started just so that people don't feel like they're by themselves. It was hard. And we talked about that, right? Going through all of it, mm-hmm. like, this sucks. Some parts of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a mom is hard and it's the best job ever. And it's, but it's hard. And, and, you know, and so having friends around you and girlfriends and lean girlfriends, on, yeah. to lean on yeah, is lean so on. important. And the connection that you talk about, Dr. Ignacio, super
0: important, right? It's at the core of yes. everything. We it's do. at the core of everything. And it's been shown to add to longevity, you know, we, but, and when I say longevity, you know, we don't want to, you know, just add years to our life. We want to add life to our years. Right. Um, and and that comes from self-care, self-compassion, extending that same care and compassion to others. And that's what develops and fosters connection and relationships.
3: Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! So after all these uh, valuable pieces of advice, do you have a I guess uh, a quote uh, to share with everybody listening that you'd like to end the podcast with? Um, <laughs> I
0: I feel like I've said so many like the divine within <laughs> and everything. Um, people might be tired of my voice already. Um, but another thing um, that uh, is kind of my mantra is, you know, happiness is circumstantial, joy is a state. So rather than kind of pursuing situationally thinking, this is going to make me happy, or if this, then that, you know, if this, then I'll be happy um, to, you know, recognize that one can have kind of the thermostat, that state, that that homeostatic state of, of joy. And joy isn't always rainbows and unicorns, but still it's that kind of thermostat, homeostatic state of joy. And how do we foster joy? Gratitude, like we talked about earlier. Then it isn't always this kind of elusive pursuit or chase or conquest of happiness.
3: Which sometimes it can turn into that all too often mm.
0: it can feel like that yes
3: wow. all right guys <laughs> Ooh. Oh, silence. sorry did oh, I talk too no. much no oh, it's um it's 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 Very the reaction of being blown away to be honest and, and to let all of the words that you shared with us sink in because so valuable sometimes it is very um, you know common sense we should know this but it's so refreshing you know to hear from you these valuable reminders and it is so important for everybody listening to to take time to listen to to yourself and maybe what you need and to pivot and pay attention and make those changes in your life to pay attention and fix those areas that that you need to go forward and Geez, Dr. Ignacio, thank you so much. I feel like we could make this a part two, three, four, five, six, because honestly, you, you have a great wealth of knowledge that you've been blessed with. And we're so blessed ourselves for you to be sharing that with all of us here. So thank you so much. Thank you, my sisters, for inviting me. And thank you for doing this You know, for our community. Thank you so much. And last but not least, we know that you have a podcast as well. So please share with everybody where we could... Uh, go to listen, and uh, maybe even find more about you. You're very kind. Um, So it's called, um, the podcast is called Simply Enough.
0: And um, one thing that I, you know, kind of recognized during COVID is this kind of People dealing and feeling with either imposter syndrome or burnout or just this overall kind of not enoughness um, and the the ultimate message of Simply Enough. And my host um, is uh, an educator and was the former dean of the lower school at Ilani. So he brings in a wealth of information relative to um, the youth. Um, but it's interesting how a lot of the lessons that we want to impart on the youth, we almost have to kind of relearn for ourselves, or maybe even unlearn. Um, and the 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 main theory of the curriculum of simply enough is you are simply enough, just as you are. Period. Beautiful.
3: Beautiful. Do you like karaoke? <laughs> She's Filipino. Hey, I'm Filipino. My... Okay, I'm <laughs> Filipino. Must <you> ask. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I think some of that bias it could be sung, and then that could probably <laughs> stick in our brains a lot more, right? That, that's that's kind of how we're in our garage, <laughs> oh, you know, we we love we love cool. the kind of karaoke okay yeah. aspect. So that that's I just had to ask.
0: <laughs> Filipino. <laughs> so
3: by definition, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Doctor Ignacio. Thank you. It's my honor. We love all your advice and wisdom, and we will try to live by it and, and keep that in mind every day. Congrats thank you. you. Thank you. you for you. Hey.
1: Hey. See you yes, we're gonna break them